Hello and welcome to Save News TV and this is what's going on in Israel. How are you doing today, Callie? I'm good. It's still really cold here and I'm feeling like it's a cold day, <laughs> but um, we've been doing really well for the most part. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, so there's a lot of news going on and um, we're going to just really get right into it, okay? I'm going to yeah, let sure. you take the news segment and then I'll come back in and um, we'll chat it up a little bit. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Take it away, Callie. Okay. So um, we're going to do a little break from our Enemies of God series and just give some updates because we haven't done really updates on what's been going on here in a while. Um, but we have had a lot going on. We have some good news. Um, for one, our borders are open to tourists again of course you have to have the v to get in there's requirements for that and i was trying to understand there's different requirements for people who have recovered but i i haven't been able to get clarity on exactly what that is um i think in most cases you if you're recovered you can come in if you have one v um but that was good news that the borders open because the tourist industry has really been struggling so um, that was really good news. But of course, like the rest of the world, we're really struggling with this new variant that's going around. Um, it's been really just kind of uh, just blazing through the population here. I know so many families right now who are sick. All of them are doing well. I mean, it's mostly just a bad cold for most of them. Um, but still, most of the population here is really getting it. <laughs> so it's been kind of interesting. Um, and I wanted to share a little bit because one of the things I like about being able to talk to you all is um, that I can tell you about what's going on here from a more personal angle so that you understand what you see in the headlines about Israel, how that might be impacting real people and real families. And of course, my opinion doesn't speak for the whole nation. I'm just speaking for myself. Um, but with the situation that we have going on right right now, being a mama of four, it's been kind of complicated. <laughs> um, in the past three weeks, I have had each of my school age children at home separately in what we call bidud, which is quarantine. So um, <clears throat> what this is, what what this basically means is that they've had an exposure to someone with the um, virus at school and their whole class has to come home because of that. So there's different provisions according to the green passport that we have. Um, so students who have the V are able to do an at-home antigen test and go in the next day if it's negative. But students who haven't had the V have to quarantine for seven days and they have to have two negative tests during that seven day period. The last one on the sixth or seventh day, like right before they go back. Um, so we're on this, this coming up week will be week three for us. We just got um, two weeks ago, my oldest had a notification that he had to go in to be dude. And then last week, my number two, she had a notification that she had to go in to be dude. And then yesterday we had another notification <laughs> that my preschooler had to go in to be dude too. <laughs> so um, this is just a season of ever shifting um, schedules and just changes and not knowing 
what exactly the next day is going to hold, um, which we don't really know that anyway, but at least you have some sensibility about your routine or whatnot. This is like, we could get a notification and have a sudden change. In fact, my, my oldest one, he went in to be dude and then he came out and he actually got out um, a day late because his test result didn't come back in on time. So he, he went back to school a day after everyone else. Um, and then my second one came home for Bidud. And the next day we got a notification that Aviel's class had to go back into Bidud again. <laughs> um, but fortunately, because he, he missed that one day, it was a teacher this time that had the exposure. He missed that one day. So he didn't have to go uh, for that week. Um, but those poor parents, I was just like, oh my goodness, my friends, <laughs> because they were going to have to just uproot their whole daily schedule again and accommodate for Zoom and everything that they needed to do for uh, the kids to do their school well. Um, so, you know, we had him, he came home, and then my second one, now my third. But what's interesting about this is that even though there's a different provision for the students who have the V, um, in two, two of the cases, it has been teachers who have had three V's who had the exposure, who had the positive test that gave the kids the exposure that sent them home. So it's just interesting to me um, to look at this and to see that um, the kids, they have separate requirements, but the requirements that let them go back in sooner are the same requirements that the people have who are sending them home. <laughs> um, so well, that tells you something. Well, let me ask you uh, a question, uh, Callie, uh, because yeah. I think a lot of people are, are unaware that you all have some very stringent uh, requirements as far as, well, not, I wouldn't say requirements, but it, well, it gets too, but there's a large majority of population that um, has received the inoculation. So what, what percentage is um, fully Okay, so the numbers that I've come know? up with, yeah, the numbers that I've come up with as to who constitutes right now as fully VED is 48% of the population. That's um, fully. Looked, yeah, fully. And, and when, when well, the, the ministry... What is your definition? What is the definition there of fully? Because I know that it keeps changing here. Um you know, it used to be if you had one, you were fully, then it was two, then you were fully. Mm -hmm. Now it is mm -hmm. three and you were fully. And now it's four, it's three plus the, the B, the booster, and then it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's fully. So it continuously okay. changes that, that um, line. So what is the technical definition in Israel? Right now it is that you've had your second one or your third one within the last six months. Okay. So that's what so constitutes this right now. Right. So if you had it six months and one day, you're not considered no. you just, yeah, you're you're just green. Okay. Yeah. Your green passport expires. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, we right. actually so do right now. We have... for our audience because um, even though you, we know that, you know, the goalposts keep moving mm -hmm. um, here in the, the U.S., but we want to make sure that we understand what the goalpost is there. 
Right. Yeah. So that's where our goalpost is right now. And the numbers that I came up with were showing that 48% of the population uh, is considered fully VED. And that's consistent too with what I found about the green passport currently. Um, currently, only 45 to 47% of Israelis have a green passport. So that would be in line because you can only have the green passport if you are fully VED or if you have recovered and had one V. So the number that I came up with as to who constitutes as fully VED is the same number that I've seen. It's within the same range as the number I've seen um, of people who have um, who have the green passport right now. But what's really interesting about this is that the statistics that I, I saw last week on um, how many people have this current variant is showing that 80% of the positive rate is people who are considered fully VED. So if you think about this for a minute, 80% of the people who are fully VED are positive. Uh, or I mean, 80% of the positive cases are fully VED. I said that opposite. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but only 48% of the population is considered fully VED. So there's a higher, this doesn't work out in terms of like, uh, the overall demographic, like it's not balanced. If, if this, if this the V was truly effective, then I think that that number would be more equivalent, right? Like, you know, um, or if the people who aren't V were more at risk, then you would see a higher percentage of people, you know, w without it that, that are positive, but 80% of them are fully V yet only 48% of the population is fully paid. So just think that that went through. <laughs> There's okay, a lot of questions. So let me ask you this. Um, what is the yeah. government site that um, statistics are posted on over there? Um, the Ministry of Health has a dashboard, and you can access that on the Times of Israel website. Um, I can, well, I, might, I don't know what, what it would do to my computer if I, pulled it up for no, you right now. Um, but yeah, there's a really great dashboard. I just want to, um, so they can go to the Israel. What is, yes. what is the... Um... Yeah, the Times of Israel, it's just www.timesofisrael.com. And there is a chart on the side that gives our, our numbers for the virus. And then underneath the, underneath the numbers for the virus, it has links. And one of them is the Ministry of Health statistics. And it's in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. I have a feature on my computer that automatically translates it to English for me. But there's one tab on that where you can click and see um, inoculation statistics specifically. And you can look at how um, those numbers are, are changing daily. Um, and the official numbers can be found there, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. But with the statistic I was just giving you about the 80%, though, um, last week in the article where that was published, um, they were quoting Professor Galia Rahav. She's the head of infectious disease at Sheba Medical Center. And she was saying that with numbers like this, the green passport, she said the green passport is a farce, <laughs> which I've been saying all along anyway. <laughs> Um, a lot of us have been saying that, but um, it, it's just always interesting when you see people who are in healthcare and also people who are so highly credentialed here in healthcare finally starting to speak out on this more and more and saying, you know, like this isn't 
this device that we have isn't doing anything. It's not, it's not preventing transmission. You know, um, it's just dividing people and, um, um, you know, um, it's, um, it's not really working to prevent transmission of anything. So, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And they, you know, I think one of the things like we stated, the, the goalpost now is, you know, when we encourage people to go to cdc.gov mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it clearly states that it does not prevent um, receiving this love mm -hmm. gift from 2020. <laughs> <laughs> right. The love gift from 2020 that keeps on yeah. giving, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. The love gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, call it, we'll call it the love gift. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's fine. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting about that is that that can be stated clearly on the CDC website. And yet there's still a segment of the population that wants to moralize this decision um, as if you're doing something harmful to your neighbor or, you know, not doing it. And it's like, well, it's really just a private decision because it only is to your personal health. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything for anyone else. And and presently here, we're not even seeing it's helping anyone else in their individual personal health because this thing is just blowing through the population. Like it's not being discriminatory. <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's um, a love gift. So you know, yeah, anyway, it's a love gift, right? It's a love gift. So it keeps on giving. The, <laughs> the love gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but one thing, yeah. <laughs> um, mm, I don't have it with me, um, but I do have it. If you all go to, there's a video on our website um, that I, Callie, you watched it. It was on, on yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh, it was from the pastor that, um, gave a spiritual aspect of of how to overcome what the the love gift and so yes. if you go to um our facebook page uh at savenews.com and uh or you will be able to see um, let me tell you exactly and he's i also posted it on our, our instagram page and i'll let you know the name of the Pastor, it's very important that you all watch this video. Um, and yeah, I thought he did a good job. Pastor Canaan, huh? I thought he did a really good job on that. He did um, a very good job, and his name mm -hmm. is Pastor Canaan. So if you go to, if you on Instagram, go to um, SaveNews.com, and he's uh, Pastor Canaan. And look for this video on Instagram or look for this video on our Facebook page I shared. And he really breaks down the spiritual aspect of the love gift and how to um, address it as far as spiritually going to warfare because he classifies it as a demon. He did a wonderful job and I was very impressed with it. And and right. because you remember, Callie, you know, um, we first started, we really came against the spirit of fear on this. Mm -hmm. Do you recall? And we prayed and we mm -hmm. prayed and we went and we prayed. We've been going against the spirit of fear um, 
for several months now since we started on um, what's going on in Israel. And so mm. it's important that we continue down that path and understand that uh, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of peace, love, and a sound mind. Make sure you continue to, to uh, confess scripture over your life. Let that be your daily devotion. And even when you are, even when you are um, feeling fearful or whatever, please do that. And also just continue to come against the spirit of fear in your life because you don't want to give the enemy any room to overcome and overtake an area that in your life that God has given you victory over. Yeah. And you know, I haven't had the love gift, but, um, a lot of Me my friends, the Lord. Yeah. Amen. The Lord. <laughs> Amen. But a lot of my friends who have, have told me that there was a really strange spiritual dynamic to it. And when they got it, they really contended with fear. Um, so, um, if, if you guys are listening, you'll have to let us know in the comments, um, if you had the love gift, did you really battle fear while you were while you were recovering? Was that something that you were dealing with? Um, I'd love to hear from from our viewers and see if that was their experience. Um, yeah, but that was something that that I keep hearing from people. So I don't know, but he I thought he did a really good great job. He he broke it up into four different spiritual strongholds, and he gave a, a, some like scripture about how to take authority over each of them. Um, and yeah. he talked a lot about the armor of God, but it was a really good, clear teaching. So um, yeah, definitely everyone stop by and um, check that one out. It was, it was good. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And, um, and, and even when you are given the love gift and you know, you, they tell you that you have the love gift, um, I think it's instant fear that, that, that creeps in. Mm. Okay. So, um, that's one thing we definitely have to, um, go and come against. Right. Because when you, when you are in fear, it does, it actually does shut down your rational brain. Um, exactly. You know, you, you start to think about things in an irrational way. Like this is scientifically medically proven that when you come under fear, just th different things happen in your, in your physiology and you're not thinking rational. You go into your survival mode and not into your rational brain. Um, so it's just really important to walk in that truth that the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Um, you know, he has given us a sound mind. So um, just to be able to take authority over that when it does come on and ask for help if you need it, you know, ask your friends to pray for you, your family to pray for you and to not be ashamed of it, to be like, I'm really contending with fear right now. You know, I just need some prayer. I need some people to help me with this because, um, fear is a big stronghold. It's a strong man. So is it? yes, yes. And Kelly, um, mm -hmm. I know that it is just like you said, it's a strong man It's demonic, um, force and mm -hmm. fear. You know, one thing that he said that I really appreciate it because a lot of people don't know that is that fear is not an emotion, right? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, it's, 
it's a demon and you mm -hmm. have to be able to um you have to be able to overcome that you have to know what you're dealing with um it is what it is but you've got to um pull down that strong man that stronghold mm -hmm. yeah and it, and it's interesting too how pervasive it's been because i know um I, I have um, less fear about uh, the love gift um, mm -hmm. than I do some, not all the time. I mean, like I'm really walking in the, walking this out with the Lord, but there are times where I see what our government here in Israel is doing. And I suddenly will have like a, a, just this anxiety come over me. Like, oh my goodness, are they going to lock us in our homes again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what am I going to be told I can't right. do tomorrow? You know, uh, for the, from probably late December on, until this week, um, I haven't been able to go in, into a store over a hundred meters. Um, well, that's not totally true. There've been some who haven't, um, abided, but the policy has been that you have to have a green passport to go into a store over a hundred meters. And this specifically was happening at the mall, but it, kind of infiltrated out into other areas too. Um, so there's a clothing and home goods store here called Fox. And um, mid-December, I went out and I got some pillows because my littlest one, he's about to advance to his big boy bed. <laughs> so I went and bought him some pillows. And then last week I went by the store and it had a big green pass sign on it because it's over 100, 100 square meters. And I was like, okay, I could not have gone in that store to get those pillows. So I'm glad I did it when I did. But just, it's like every day waking up to something new, um, some new restriction or some new opening even, like, because then they did get rid of that. We we have um, a lot of Israeli dissidents who've really been pushing and protesting and, and writing the government. And they did eventually drop the mall requirement. The mall owners were very furious about it because they were losing customers maybe think like the statistic that I gave you earlier was that 45 to 47% of Israelis have the green passport right now. So that's less than half of the population. And um, that means that um, in the mall environment, they were losing customers. So um, they, they did a lot of pushing back. The mall owners and the store owners did a lot of pushing back and they won. So um, thank, I'm thankful that they won because now I can go shopping. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's just every day. And, uh, new also and in Chicago, I, I don't know whether I um, sent you that article with a video. And it was Marcus, what is his last name? The pastor. And uh, he did a live video in Chicago. And at the food court and they would not let you in unless you showed your card proof of you receiving mm -hmm. the um inoculation to stop the you know for the love gift and right. also mm -hmm. uh but however if you went to that same thing the same security guard and asked them to tell them you had used bathroom which was in the back in the mm -hmm. rear of the food court section they mm -hmm. they let them through so, <laughs> <laughs> oh lord it was so funny 
So what do you do? I mean, it's just so irrational. But it was the here, same here with the food court in the mall. You couldn't, I mean, I guess I could go now if I tried. I don't know. But when they were implementing the green pass at the mall, you couldn't, you couldn't go to the food court, even with a green passport, you couldn't go and get takeout and leave. Like they wouldn't let anyone in the food court without a green passport. <laughs> it was just really wild. But then meanwhile, 80% of our positive cases right now are people with three. So, um, I mean, something's not right. But right. I don't know. Well, I mean, it seems like people are starting to wake up a bit more around here, though. Like they're starting to be like, what's going on? You know, um, so I hope they ask that more and more. Yeah. So I'm glad that, that you've um, we've gotten over this fear thing uh, because this is really critical. And I, I just you know, I know we had things that we had lined up that we we're going to do, but I, I, mm -hmm. I hear God and I want to deviate a little bit. So I, what I want you to do, Callie, uh, is for you to um, pray uh, for against the spirit of fear so lead in the lord i might i will do so also but if you could do that okay. uh, to come against that yeah um lord we just thank you so much for your goodness and we thank you for the work of messiah yeshua on the cross and um just that his blood makes atonement for our sins and and his resurrection lord that um that defeats death and lord that we really have nothing to fear um, and Lord, I ask that you would help us to walk in that truth and that reality, Lord, that, that we would be so confident as believers in Yeshua that we would not walk in fear because we know that the worst thing that could happen to us is that we would die and then we would just be in your presence and in your glory. <laughs> um, so Lord, what really do we have to fear, Lord? Um, we just ask God that you would Give us that confidence, Lord, the confidence in Yeshua's finished work on the cross and the confidence in your perfect love that casts out fear, Lord, that we would be filled with your word, that we would be filled with worship, we'd be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we would know just your perfect love, the perfection of your love, Lord, so that we wouldn't be in fear. And so we could go about doing our daily activities um, according to your word and your will for us and um, that we could walk out the plans that you have for us and that we would not um, hide in our homes and we would not hide from our neighbors or fear our neighbors, but we would really just walk out what it means to be disciples of Messiah Yeshua, that we would walk this out and, and we would do so um, with your perfect love as our covering and our anointing and what we're sharing and imparting to others. Um, and Lord, if we have viewers who are really struggling with fear, we ask God that they would be able to, they would have confidence and security to reach out and ask for prayer. We will pray. We will pray for you. So let us know. Um, but we ask God that they would reach out for prayer. And if not here through Save News, then um, with their family and friends who are also believers, that they would know to, who to go to who could pray for them and that you would just release them from that stronghold of fear that they would be completely released from it lord and and that it would be 100 percent replaced with your perfect love um, and we just thank you so much for for your goodness to do this and for the testimonies that we're going to hear Hashem yeshua yes amen and yeshua's amen. name <laughs> i 
I want to, to say this and I, well, I want to pray this and um, um, Father God, we ask you to open mm-hmm. the spiritual eyes of every one of your children mm-hmm. so that they would recognize this as mm-hmm. the spiritual force of fear. And mm-hmm. Father, when they see fear, let the word of God come into their heart and let them regurgitate the word of God to overcome fear and to know that they have the victory in you. And speak to everyone out here, Father, that have received or have the love gift, God, that they be are healed in the name of Yeshua. And Lord God, that they be lifted up, Father God, in the name of Yeshua. Let them get up, rise up out of their beds in the name of Yeshua. That a hedge of protection be about them, Heavenly Father. And Lord, give them the foresight to know that you are with them always, Lord God. And that when they hear that report, the word of God says, whose report are you going to believe? I believe the report of the Lord. So whenever the doctors uh, give you that for them not to fear, they understand that this is the results. But however, that doesn't mean that they have to fear. But Lord God, Mm -hmm. let them stand up, let them rise up and let them know, Lord God, that you are in control of everything, Lord God, and that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you are almighty above heaven and earth and in the earth and every area of our lives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, and we ask you to release the heaven, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, to go out into the earth to do battle, do spiritual warfare, to bring down the the demons of fear in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name. Amen, amen. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just, you know, wanted to get into that a little bit because sometimes we don't pray. Uh, We have to stop and pray. Pray for those Mm -hmm. that, um, and for us too. And um, like we tell you, we all pray for you. We have a, we've we've had a very uh, healthy list prayer request, and uh, we do pray for everyone. Want to, if you need prayer, um, you can of course send it to uh, on our social media platforms. Uh, you can also send an email here and everything is confidential. We do not show, we do not um, give out any information as far as just anything like that. Is that not correct, Kylie? That's right. <laughs> it is totally confidential. And we have been praying, praying and fasting for mm-hmm. um the list because what we we've noticed is that there is more and more people um being affected by the love gift so we mm-hmm. you know we're praying and fasting in different areas so but anyway Callie we're going to go on with the you know the next article next part or whatever i just wanted to stop in and do that um yeah no i think that was good it was it's important to pray for people <laughs> 
especially just because it is, I mean, it is totally blowing through the population right now. So um, a lot of people are, are getting it and they need prayer. Yes, um, yes, yes. And groceries and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> if you're well, take your friends and dinner. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, help, help everybody out a little bit. Okay, so I also did want to talk a little bit about how we're overcoming over here. Um, we've had a lot of really amazing things going on underneath the surface of all of this. And um, I, I've been really encouraged, actually, at, at some of the efforts that are taking place um, in the Body Messiah, particularly. Um, you know, just in that where I think for a while I felt like we were kind of stagnant and just not knowing even how to move forward. And there hasn't been a whole lot of public support from messianic leadership either. And what's been going on. Um, I think they're trying to, I mean, it's like the States where people are trying to be um, kind of um, middle mid ground so that they can be accessible to everyone in their congregations, you know, same idea. Um, so we have one of my friends asked about starting a prayer meeting um, so she's, she's technically the leader and then I help, I host it, um, cause I have space where I live. So I host it. And so we've been meeting once a week to pray. And from that, another prayer group formed out of ours and the, another woman who comes to our meeting, she's doing one a different day of the week in the evening. Ours is in the morning. Um, so that other people can come. And then there's another one that came up in another community just outside of Jerusalem, I'm sure there's a lot more, but we're doing a lot of praying uh, and meeting together in person and praying. And then out of that, we have been doing some other, we, we've had some other ideas born um, about how to connect with one another and how to keep the body of Messiah here growing strong. Um, so we have a few different initiatives. Like one of them, I'm actually going to be hosting a book discussion on Live Not By Lies by uh, Rod drear and in that book he writes about um it's in two parts the first part of the book he discusses um what soft totalitarianism is and then the second part he discusses how as believers we can live this life well under totalitarianism and he spent a lot of time interviewing christians who live uh -huh. behind the iron curtain or in soviet russia um he has some a little bit about communist China in the first part of the book, but not the second part. Um, but one of the main principles that he encourages is, is staying in community and keeping the family, the family unit really strong. Um, that was the two, two, two of the principles that he gathered from meeting with these families who are under these totalitarian re regime, re regimes. Sorry. Um, he, he said that they really worked at keeping their family unit strong and they did what they could to meet in community. And so from that book, that's kind of where some of our prayer meeting initiatives have come from and wanting to do a, like actual book discussion and have people read it together and meet together and discuss it. And then hopefully they'll be more inclined to meet together as well. But um, it just seemed based on his book that when the government is so heavy handed one of the best things that we can do is to be in fellowship with each other. Um, so um, we're really, we're really taking that me and a few of my friends, we've just really taken that to heart 
And we're really like pushing through and organizing some efforts for that. Um, so I think that's mm -hmm. been really, it's been really fun to see some of these unfold. Um, some of the other efforts would be like, we're, we're hosting teachings now. So different messianic leaders around the country are able to teach on zoom and meet with us on zoom, according to different topics. Like we're going to have one coming up on praying for the government. Um, so um, that's been really fun. And just to be able to connect with the body of Messiah here at large um, when we haven't been able to do so, so, so often, especially since we had, you know, I'm just going to remind you all again that we had the most lockdown days of any nation in the world, <laughs> which just is mind boggling to me. Um, so there's a lot of fellowship that we lost and we're trying what we, we're trying the best that we can right now to build that up. Um, so that was just something interesting that's been going on within the believing community here that I wanted to share with you all just so you know how to pray for us and uh, know what we're, you know, how we're choosing to walk this out. Cause there's a lot of things that I know it's not easy in the States right now. Um, I know like the POTUS has had some pretty heavy handed um, orders, executive orders, but, but there's some things that we've been dealing with here that are still sort of theoretical for you all there, like the green passport, you know, that's kind of, you guys are talking about it more as we need to take action. So this doesn't happen and we're living this out. <laughs> so, right. you know, there's just a pressure that we've been under here. That's just been different. And I fully believe that it's because Israel is God's chosen nation. Um, I, I mean, I'm strongly of the opinion that what we're experiencing in here in Israel is not Israeli. You know, this is not something that has been born out of the Israeli people. This is a globalist initiative that it worked its way into our, our nation through our government. But ultimately, this isn't an Israeli thing. This isn't the goodness of the land and the goodness of the people and the food and just everything that makes Israel so wonderful. It's not, you know, this isn't flowing from the word of the Lord, you know, all these things that we're experiencing I, I personally view it as an attack on Israel, even though it's coming from our government. I, I view it as an attack, like from the outside on our nation and something that we need to pray that our governmental leaders actually begin to see more and more um, that they're partnering with an enemy um, and they're harming their people by allowing these initiatives to, to go on. Um, but they're definitely not Israeli for sure. Like this is not the heart of this nation that these things happen. Um, but yeah, we are, we're really working at it here. They're like, we're really, there's a lot of amazing, beautiful things happening um, where we're, we're meeting together as believers and we're really praying um, and really seeking the Lord together about what's going on. Um, and it's different than it was last year. Like this was not happening last year. I might hear about some prayer meetings occasionally, but there's just this effort now where it seems like this is where the heart of the people are right now is just creating these prayer meetings so that we can um, push through together. And at one of the prayer meetings, I even sort of had a revelation. I was like, okay, I understand why there's been such blindness on some of the believers as to what's going on. Um, if you don't really understand what's going on, you can't pray, you know? Right. Um, I mean, you can pray, but, but you can't, really pray um, according to like the strongholds that are in operation. Um, so I think that's what 
a lot of the deception has been. Although I'll, I'll say about that word, um, some of my friends who have made different decisions than me, they feel really sensitive to that word deception. Um, like as if some of us are saying you're just deceived and you're making bad choices. I don't, I'm not meaning it in that way. I just mean like there's so much propaganda that if you're not taking your thoughts captive, it's really easy to believe things that aren't true. Um, and I don't have judgment, but I will say like, you know, the fear that has come on people and the way that they've embraced some of the um, measures of the government as for their safety and protection, um, it's prevented people from joining us to pray that they stop. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, if they're finding security in these things that I, I personally think are not of God, they're finding security in them, then they can't act adequately pray that they go away, you know? So right. um, that's been a major place of prayer is just that people's eyes would really be open to where we are and, and for the purpose of them being able to join us and to intercede, you know, because that's what we really need right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, okay, Callie. I that is that is definitely what we need. We've been on a different course today, yeah. and um, we just want to thank everybody for allowing us into your homes. And of course, like I said, if you need prayer, we're here for you, and we will add you to our prayer list. And um, again, go to our website and go to. Um, the social media, watch that video, and we will be posting things periodically on our website and videos. But most we want you to also watch us on Roku and Amazon Fire TV, where we go in more depth on a lot of things. And um, which today I'll be recording a video for that. Uh, Callie is in Israel, we mm -hmm. have a time difference, so she can't be on. But it will be on um, our Roku and Amazon Fire channel later this week. I'm going to record some information that needs to be um, said. So, hi, uh, Callie, anything else that you have? Yeah, I think that's that's it for now. Um, hopefully next week we'll be back with the Philistines who are super interesting. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to give you guys a general update on where we were and how things are impacting us as a family and just what is happening in the body of Messiah here. Um, but God is good. I mean, like, I, I just feel, even though there's, there's a sense of chaos happening. I mean, it just life feels a bit chaotic right now um, with everything happening, but there's also this real strong presence of the Lord. You know, I'm, I'm very aware um, that he's with us. I'm just very aware of him you know, just his goodness and his love and that he's uh, really walking out this hard season with us and I might, I might cry, <laughs> but yeah, he's, the Lord's just really, he's here in abundance and goodness. So um, we, that's one thing, if you all, those of you who really do pray for Israel, if you could just continue to pray that the people would experience his goodness during this time. Um, Cause ultimately that's my heart is whatever decision people make about, the earthly side of this, I I just pray that they would be pointed to the capital T truth, which which is Yeshua. Yes, yeah, so that's really my heart here. Yes, yes, 
We definitely need to be praying for Israel, the whole world. This is a trying time, and we. But like you said before, um, we know that Yeshua is soon to come, and we should not be sad. We should be rejoicing because even if if even if the love give take you out, the Word of God says <laughs> to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yeah. And I'm going to tell we you, how it doesn't present with the Lord is much better than absent from the body. But remember, yeah. that's only if you know and make sure that you receive Yeshua as your Lord and personal Savior. It's very simple to receive him. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to be forgive you of your sins and come into your heart and be your Lord and his a personal Savior. And as simple as that, and your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life, go out and tell everybody mm -hmm. that you um, received him because he says if you confess with your mouth believe in your heart that he is lord he that is you shall be saved and that's you need to do and remember that um god is married to the backslider so if you have veered away from the lord come on back because he says he's married to you he's ready to take you back in well with that everybody thank you so much for joining us today and inviting us into your homes. We're going to say Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.